Welcome everyone to the Tuesday Bible study. I am your your faithful. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who's tuning in. Thank you to everyone who watch later. So I think we can just begin with a word of prayer. So we can finish and be done. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to hear your word and to learn and to be edified and to be built by it. We pray that you continue to increase us. We pray that you open our eyes, the eyes of our understanding, so we can hear your word and understand what you're saying to us. We pray that each and every person who listens to this, may they get something out of it. May it not be in vain. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Right, so we're continuing from last week, Psalms 119. We left it at first. I can't believe we only did two verses. That is crazy. But I love that we are not in a hurry because that means we take our time with things and we don't rush into anything. We take our time and we move and we move as it is and we're not rushing things because there's no use to say, ah, you know, we did 20 verses, but then we didn't do them in depth and people didn't get anything out of it. So I don't want that. So for the most part, I'm glad because we are getting into the nitty gritty of things. So we did verse 27. And from what I'm seeing, verse 27, we didn't finish it. We did it halfway. So we're just going to finish the last part and then we're going to go to verse 28. So I'm going to read um, Psalms 109 verse 27 to those that are just joining us. Make me understand the way of your precepts and I will meditate on your wondrous works. I don't like this version. I don't like it. Let's use a different version. Okay, let's use the NIV, right? Verse 26 read, I have declared my ways and you conserved me. Teach me your statutes. Verse 27, that's where we were. Make me understand the way of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonders, on your wonderful works. So we already did the first part where we spoke about how the psalmist is saying, make me understand the way of your precepts, right? No, we're still on verse 26. Verse 26, where the psalmist said, I have declared my ways. And we spoke about that. We spoke about the importance of intimacy with God. We spoke about how God is calling us to a place of intimacy and how true intimacy is born of vulnerability. And we read that verse in multiple versions. We basically it was saying the psalmist just laid it all bare before God. And we loved that, right? And then we go to the next part. It says, I have declared my ways to you, and you preserved me, right? Yes, we did that, but we did that part. And then the last part of verse 26, which is teach me your statutes. So I love what I love about this, this one particular verse is. I don't know, I feel like I, I see a deeper picture in it, right? The psalmist comes and he says, I have declared my statutes to you. And we read the multiple versions. It says, I have declared my ways to you. I have poured out my life before you, TPT. I have told you what I have done. This is the good word translation. I told you my plans and I told you about my life, the Christian standard Bible, right? So basically the psalmist was telling God about his life, about everything. He's telling God, I've told you my heart. I've told you my plans. I've told you my life. I've told you everything, right? And you responded. That's the next part of the verse. I have told you my ways. I've told you my plans. I've told you what I'm planning, right? And you responded or, and you answered to me. And we spoke about that part from the perspective that it shows us that it was a conversation between God and the psalmist. The psalmist spoke and told God everything and God was not quiet. God responded. And that's when he said, and you responded. And we emphasize that it's important to understand that prayer or a conversation, it's, it's a conversation with God. It's not just you getting into prayer and we say, don't be just a person who 
declares and skedaddles. Be a person who speaks and then you exit. And then you listen before you even exit. And we said it's important to also make time to leave some time in prayer. Well, you're just quiet and you're listening to what God will say and drop on your heart. Because more often than not, we pray and it's just us talking. We don't give God the chance to talk. When The whole time, prayer is a conversation. You're supposed to say something and God is supposed to say something in return. Right? Yes. So we dealt with that. So the last part now, this person has told God his ways. And God responded and he said something. And I love how now the psalmist responds to that. He declared his ways to God. And God responded and answered. And then now the psalmist, after this so-called conversation with God, he goes on and he says, teach me your statutes. I love that part. Like, I absolutely love it. Because for me, it shows that the psalmist, he told God his ways. This is what I'm planning. These are my ways. This is what I'm sort of, this is what I have in mind, right? And then God responds to that. And then ultimately, the psalmist sort of weighs everything out. And he's like, you know what? Teach me your ways. I, I've, I've told you my ways and you responded to my ways and you told me what you think. But ultimately, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. And I love how we see sort of like a weighing between, he was sort of weighing between his ways and God's ways, right? His precepts and God's precepts. And he's like, no, you know what? At the end of the day, ultimately, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways, right? And he weighed and he found the ultimacy and the supremacy of God's ways. That God's ways were better than his ways. And therefore, he sought to understand the ways of God and to be taught about him. And I love this part. I wrote this. Oftentimes, when our ways don't align with God's ways, we sulk. And we end up abandoning God's ways and end up in the pits asking God why. Yet God is questioning us why as well, because we chose our own ways. This reminds me of something I was talking about today, that more often than not, God kind of he warns us about things he does he sends us warnings about things he sends us warnings about people but we kind of try to rationalize our way and to explain our way out of those things so i feel like this is more or less like what was, what was happening with the psalmist but the psalmist is not like us now because <laughs> he told god his ways and god responded and his response was you know what teach me your ways your ways are better my ways this is where my ways have gotten me but I'm at the place where I'm now asking you to teach me your ways. And I'll say this is the same with us. Sometimes when we have our ways and we tell them to God and God redirects us and it's like, mm, I don't think you should go that route. I think you should do this. Don't engage with that person. Don't speak to that person. Don't be connected with that person. Don't go for that job opportunity. I know it has a lot of money, but don't go towards that, right? But still we insist on our ways, right? Like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to insist, and I'm going to do things my way, right? And ultimately, we end up in those really tricky situations. And oftentimes, we end up asking God, why? Why me? Why did this happen to me? The whole time, God had already shown us signs, the whole the whole journey. God showed me that this is this person. It's not a person you're supposed to be connected with. But oftentimes, we insist, and we push, and we try to twist the arm of God. I, you know what, God said this is not going to work. But, I'm, but then what I'm going to do is I'm going to twist it. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to pursue it anyway. Even though you've seen very obvious signs that God is not leading you in that direction. So that's something you have to be mindful of. Because oftentimes, my friend and I have an ongoing joke where we're saying, 
like when you do something and it's your fault and you end up in a situation we call it own doing ah, look at you now at least it's your own doing and i love it because it sort of it brings us into a place of accountability because if you know anything about me i always tell you guys that i'm big on accountability if you self-blaming i love self-blaming i know self-blaming is not um supported in our culture but i love it because it brings us to a place where at some point you have to be accountable because there are people like that that throughout their lives it's it's someone else's fault why are you late it's this person's fault why did you fail to do this it's this person's fault literally everything every series of events in their lives is because of someone else and what something someone else did right so it's important sometimes to understand that there is a level of accountability that has to come on you and you have to be accountable for your own decisions and you have to understand that some of the situations that you end up in as an individual they are of your own doing because god has already led you and directed you in a certain way like the psalmist is saying teach me your statutes right and likewise god will always teach us his statutes if we are willing and if we are understanding and if we're in a place where we are eager to learn his statutes and we're not trying to twist his arm so when it comes down to the battle between your own ways and god's ways may we always be people that choose god's ways may we always people that are humble enough to say even if you're in a situation and you don't understand what's going on you're just like god teach me your statutes teach me your ways what are you trying to get out of this because for me from my perspective i'm not understanding anything beautiful so verse 27 verse 27 make me understand the way of your precepts and i will meditate on your wondrous works make me understand let's just look at the first part primarily make me understand the way of your precepts i love this because it's like this is can you can you guys see what i'm seeing that it's more like it's continuous right the psalmist when the verse starts he's when the passage of scripture starts dalith right his soul is clinging to it the dust and he's been through an earth-shattering life moment and his life has been through it right and then he asks god it's like revive me according to your word right and then he goes to the place i have told you my ways and he gets to the place where he tells god and he's open and he's vulnerable with god right and then god responded to what he said to which he responded to God and said, you know what, teach me your statutes. Then now we get to the next place. And on top of being taught, the psalmist is like, you know what, fine. I know I said that, please teach me your statutes. Now I'm getting to the next phase, which is making me understand your precepts. Of course, you're teaching me your statutes, but make me understand your precepts. He doesn't just want to be taught. The psalmist wants to be taught and to understand the precepts. And I think that is such a goal for everyone. It's one thing to hear the word, right? But it's a whole other thing to understand it. I can give an example of the car. I know what a car is, right? But I don't have understanding of the intricacies of the car and how it works and how everything functions. And because of that, I can't fix a car. Why? Because I don't have that understanding. So that's like a bit of an example to help us to understand that it's important to understand. In as much as you can learn scripture, you can quote scripture, you can read scripture, you can share scripture, the scripture that will change your life is the scripture you understand. It will not help you if you just quote it and you just speak it. 
it's the scripture that you understand that is in your head and in your heart and in your mind. That's the scripture that will change your life. So that's what the psalmist is asking for at this point. He's saying, you know what? Teach me your statutes. Not only teach me, but make me or help me to understand your precepts. Help me to understand your word. Right? And we've already spoken that it's one thing to know the word, but understanding is a whole other ballgame because understanding goes beyond knowledge. You can only truly apply what you understand. Understanding changes the ballgame. Now, I want us to take a bit of a detour to Matthew 13, verse 23. You know the parable of the soul. I love the parable of the soul. I feel like it's one of those verses that has so much depth to it. And there's so much to learn. Like even after you read something, you can always find something there. And I want us to get to the part in Matthew 13, 23, where it's particularly speaking about the seed that fell on good soil. So Matthew 13, 23, I'm going to read it. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. Ha! Huh. Right? This is talking about someone who understands the word. And we're linking this to verse 27, where the psalmist is saying, teach me your statutes. Make me understand your statutes. He wants to understand. Then now, Matthew 13, 23 is talking about the seed that fell on good soil. And the seed that fell on good soil, it's the person who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. And this verse is basically telling us that the person who will be able to bear fruit, right? The seed is the word of God. We've already know, we've already established that when we did that mini study on the parable of the sower, right? So it's saying the person who will be able to bear fruit for the word of God to be able to work in your life, for the word of God to be able to bear fruit in your life, you have to understand it. Because the verse is clearly telling us that the seed that was able to yield 160 and 30 fold was the seed that fell on the good soil and it represents people that understood the word so are you a person who understands the word right and when you understand i love how it's 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 it's, it's in different segments like you know what fine there are the people that understand the word but then the, the results they bring will differ according to their level of understanding some will bring 100 fold some will bring 60 fold some will bring 30 fold depending on your level of understanding and i pray that we become those people i want to for me as an individual i would love to become the person who bears a hundredfold fruit in each and every segment of my life like each and every word you hear because we've already heard remember that verse on the parable of the soul that talks about how trials and temptation will come on account of the word the word that you have received there's going to come situations and trials and temptations that will come to test that exact word. Every word you've received, whether it's a teaching you've heard on YouTube, whether it's your, something your pastor taught, there will come something or a situation to test that word. There will come a situation on account of that word that you heard. So what the best you can do for yourself as an individual, like the psalmist, is to do that and include that in your prayers and say, God, make me understand your precepts. Be it I'm in a service, whatever it is, whether I'm reading even a verse by myself at home, make me to understand your precepts. Help me to understand your word. Whether it's being taught, help me to understand. Because sometimes it's, it happens. We're in a service and something is taught and you're absolutely lost. Like you don't even know what is being said. Like how do I even join these things? But that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. And that's why it's always important to pay yourself sometimes before church and before all that. So that even when the word comes, it finds your heart ready. And you can be one of those people 
that bring hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. So the seed on good soil is the person who not only heard and took notes, ha, ah, we love taking notes, but the one who understood the word. And I love, I was fascinated by the word understand in the original language. And it has a very interesting like meaning because the word understand in the original language is the word cinemi. And what it means is to set, like to set like when cement is put, like maybe if you know a slab, when a slab is made of cement, like where cement is put, until sometimes the the builders they leave it to set to dry. So it's saying understanding. It's it's compare. It's likening it understanding to setting. Do you understand? It's likening understanding to join together in the mind. When the word that you've heard it is joined together in your mind in a way that it sets and you understand it, and when it sets and you understanding. And you understand it, it brings forth fruit. 160 and 30 fold. So when you set the word in your mind and you join it together, you have understood it. What a word, guys, right? Psalms 119 is very fascinating. It's very fascinating. So we're going to read a verse that also helps us understand the importance of understanding. And it's Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 4. Right. It's a very beautiful scripture. It reads, by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the house, the rooms of the house are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I love it. It's like it's giving something and it's giving the, like the result of the thing. First, by wisdom a house is built. For a house to be built, for a structure to be established, it calls for. For a structure to be built, it calls for wisdom. It calls for wisdom. Whatever it is you want to build in your life, you want to build relationships, you want to build a house, you want to build this, whatever it is that you want to build, you want to build a business, you want to build a brand, it calls for wisdom. The Bible is saying by wisdom it is built, right? And then it goes on to say, but this building that you've built with wisdom, for it to be established, it calls for understanding. We're back to understanding because we're trying to understand why is the psalmist praying and asking God, make me understand, help me understand your precepts, make me understand, make me understand why, why is it important to understand the precepts of God, why is it important to understand the word of God, right, and Proverbs 24 now is telling us that through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established, so this house that has been built through wisdom, it is under, it is established by understanding and i want us to and um, to sort of get the meaning of understanding from the original verse understanding establishes the structure to give the structure you have built with wisdom okay that's a note i wrote establish right the word established from the original translation i see someone joined hi munawashi 263 right the way the word established from the original translation it means to make firm to make stable to be fixed, to be secure, to endure, to secure, to prepare, to prepare, to settle, to fasten. So when you understand the word, like the meaning is already explained to us. When you understand the word, it sets in your mind, it sets in your heart. When you understand the word, it makes you secure, it makes you endure, it makes you, it prepares you to be settled and it fastened you. I love the word fastened because it's uh, you can you can liken it to a seatbelt. It can fasten you. 
So we are seeing the importance of understanding the word. I see some people joining. Welcome, welcome. You can catch the rest of the episode on my IGTV. We've already started. We started at 3. We finished at 3.30. Right. So we established the importance of understanding. That in as much as it's important to hear the word of God, understanding is where the key is. For that verse that you read, for that verse that you quote, for that verse that you took notes of to make sense to you, understand it calls you to a place of understanding you have to understand the word you have to pray that even when you read it god help me to understand when you hear it in church god help me to understand your word cause me to understand the way of your precepts right so now we're finishing verse 27 and then we're done so verse 27 the psalmist is saying make me understand the way of your precepts and i will meditate on your wondrous works but then this different version reads let's read this different version I'm used to using the NIV and the NKJV. It's very interesting. Make me understand the way of your precepts, so I shall meditate on your wondrous and your wonderful works. Right. So the psalmist has already asked God, please teach me your precepts. Right. And then he went a step further. It's like, make me understand when you're teaching me your precepts, when you're teaching me your word through pastors, through leaders, through people who are in positions of authority. When God is teaching me his word through people, We've already established that if you remember a few sessions ago, we discovered and we explained how God teaches us his word. He teaches us through people, right? So now as God is teaching me the, his word, the psalmist goes on to say, help me to understand, not to just hear, not to just take notes, but to understand, right? And he knew that understand, understanding would take him a step further. And then now we go to verse 27. He's saying, cause me to understand. We've already dealt with that part so that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. If you remember the session we did on meditation, you will understand and you will have sort of like a deeper understanding into why it's important to meditate on a verse you understand. It's even better. In as much as meditating is powerful, imagine the power of meditating on a verse that you understand. I can give an example of that verse that is popular, the... Let me look for a common verse. What common verse can I use? He became poor that through that, so that through his poverty you might become rich, right? When you understand that verse entirely, it helps you. you you're in a better you're in a better position when you meditate on it, because you you actually now understand and you get the gravity of the matter that so Christ was basically in heaven, he came down on earth, and he became poor. Why? He actually became poor. Why? So that through that poverty, through that poverty, Christ became poor. Why? So that through that poverty, I may become rich. So you see, when you have an understanding of the verse, it makes meditation easier. And it makes you, it puts you in a better position to understand and to meditate it. And the scripture opens up to you. Why? Because you've understood it and you've gotten to a place where you are, your mind is open and you're in a place where you understand it. So even when you can think deeply on it, it will make sense to you. Unlike if you take a verse that you don't even understand and you try to meditate on it, half the time you might not get something from that verse. Why? Because initially you don't understand it. So that's what the psalmist is saying in verse 27. He's saying, cause me to understand the way of your precepts. Why? So that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. He knew that he would do, he knew what he would do after understanding and he was going to meditate on the word. So it's important. If there's a scripture that you feel like, you know, this scripture, I know it. This scripture, I understand it. I understand it proper, prop. 
it's a perfect scripture to meditate on because you already understand the basics of what it means. Now you just need the Holy Spirit to open it up deeper for you so you can understand how to apply it in your life, right? So it's important that you understand, not only that you understand, but that you also meditate on the verses that you understand, right? You meditate, let me read my notes here. You meditate better on a verse you understand. We read that. It's important to seek understanding and meditate. There's a verse in the Bible that says, in all thy getting, get understanding. And that is important. So next week, I want us to start from verse 28. Oh, if I, The notes of verse 28 are quite lengthy. So I think we can just put a pause on that. And then we can just start a phrase on verse 28 next week. So I'm going to just do a, a brief recap of what we have done so far. On Psalms 119. Psalms 119 verse 25 to 26 is what we have done. Verse two, we've done to verse 25, 26, and 27, which reads, My soul clings to the dust. The verse started with the psalmist in a place of anguish, in a place of pain he had been through. We don't know what he had been through, but it was bad. Because he was in a place of distraught. He was distraught. Because hey, my, my soul clings to the dust. He was in a very low point in his life. Give me life according to your word. He's like, you know what? My soul is, is in the dust. But I acknowledge that the thing that can revive me from this low point, it's your word. And he tells God, give me life and revive me according to your word. And then we went to verse 26 where you are saying, I told you my ways. I told you my plans. I told you what was in my mind. I told you what I was thinking. And you answered me. And we spoke about how it's important to have a conversation with God. The psalmist was essentially having a conversation with God. He spoke and God responded. And even after God responded, he comes back with humility and he says, I hear you and I know that you've heard me because you've responded. But now what I'm asking for is for you to teach me your statutes, teach me your word, whether it be it through my pastor, through people in my life, through so many avenues. The psalmist is asking God, Teach me your words. And not only does he end there, he goes even a step further and he says, make me understand the way of your precepts so that I will meditate on your word. Woo, that was powerful. Guys. Hi, Kira. It's nice to see you. So guys, for today, we are done. I will see you guys next week. I'm sorry I had to do a slight change of the schedule and just change things for a little bit. Like I explained in the beginning of the session, today was, I have other obligations, so, but I'm glad that I came through and I did this. So next week, we continue on Psalms 119 verse 28. And I believe by next week, we'll be done. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. So thank you to everyone who joined. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Kira. Thank you to everyone who's going to watch afterwards. If you're watching this broadcast and you have not given your life to Christ, I would love to lead you. I would love to help you to lead you to Christ. Put your hand on your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I accept that I am a sinner. I come before you and I ask that you forgive me for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross and you rose after three days. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please lead me and guide me in my life as I am starting to lead this new resurrected life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Father, we thank you for the session that we just had of the Bible study. We pray for everyone who was watching, help them to understand something and to take something from this. We pray for everyone who will watch even after we're done. We pray that you give them understanding. We pray that you make them understand your statutes. We pray that you teach them your statutes through this Bible study. 
Thank you for using me as a vessel today to minister your word to your people. We thank you for the session in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Beautiful. So thank you, everybody. See you next week. Next week, we're going back to our usual time, which is 7 p.m., 7 to 7.30. This week just had a bit of a glitch because I had some things to attend to. But thank you. I will see everyone next week. Bye.